Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. Good evening, everybody. As always, Thursday nights, new content drops. Welcome to a November to Remember, and tonight we're kicking it off in a very metalish way. We have on the show Metal Mike, the guitarist of the Halford solo band and Metal Mike's solo material. He's here tonight to join me and Metal Forever Mark to talk about the Rochester, New York show next Thursday night, November 10th. The more smoke, more amps, more metal, metal Mike concert. He's going to be playing in Rochester on the 10th, down in Jersey at Dingsbats on the 12th. So we have Mike up here. He's going to tell us about the band he's traveling with, the music he's going to be playing. Now, remember, this is the guitarist that wrote the material for that Helford Resurrection album. He toured with the Metal God for years. But ever since then, he's a active solo artist. He has that kick-ass album, Pain Museum, plus other outstanding efforts. So Mike's here. He's going to join Mark and I in just a minute and talk about this fall tour. First, just want to remind you to get up to that Metal Mayhem ROC website. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is your chance to get in drawings for free merchandise. You get updates on new shows, updates on our live radio show. And as the fall and winter of 2022 comes we're going to be having new uh, crowd participating shows where you could quite possibly win a win a promotion and get on one of these shows that me or Metal Walt or Ian O'Rourke or whoever else on our staff puts together, you could be involved in that. Get up to our new merch page, which will be debuting in a couple of weeks. So a lot of exciting things going on here at Metal Mayhem ROC. So that being said, let's get Metal Mike from New Jersey up on the Metal Mayhem ROC show. Mike, Vernomatic here. How are you, man? I'm doing good. What's happening? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, things are good. Just getting excited about the Metal Mike show up here in Rochester. Before we get any further, let me bring in uh, the co-host tonight, Metal Forever Mark. You guys go way back. Yeah. Hey, Metal Mike. Nice to see you again. Uh, Vernomatic, it's nice for me to be back here in the uh, co-captain's chair. We're excited to have Metal Mike here tonight. Uh, Vernomatic, like you said, uh, previewing this upcoming uh, metal show. More smoke, more amps, more metal. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. We got a cool venue, and hopefully we get a chance to talk to Mike a little bit about this show and some other things he's up to lately. First question right off the bat, whose slogan was that? More smoke, more <laughs> amps, more metal. It's, it's fabulous. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a funny, it's a funny story because, um, the slogan kind of comes out of the philosophy of, you know, why I want to get out there and go through the craziness of putting my solo band and do shows. And, and that's one of those things that started just basically come going around, 
and and my uh, uh, our friend and uh, our uh, tour uh, production manager Justin Metal J, we call him. He will always say more smoke, more amps, more metal. You know, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? It because it rolls off and because it it fits. It's not something we have to think about. And I said, it's perfect. I mean, that that's us. And uh, so let, I said, let's just call that. And but here we are. Well, it's fantastic. You're right. It rolls right off the tongue. So props to Metal J from Central New York. <laughs> hey, Ver- uh, sure. Vernomatic, quick mini side story, just real fast. But uh, we played, Metal Mike played this uh, show down in uh, Maryland many years ago. And it was one of those, uh, you know, multi-band shows. So Metal Mike's opening the act as a solo band. And he had me do the smoke machines because, I don't know, the other guy that was supposed to come or normally does it wasn't there. And I'm just cranking it and cranking it. And Metal Mike's like, yeah, man, keep it going. Next thing you know, the freaking place was filled up with smoke. The owner's freaking out like there was a, looked like there was a fire going on. <laughs> so we're not afraid to uh, turn the, you, Mike, Metal Mike turns the amps to 11 and uh, the smoke machines will be at 11 too. Well, um, a production notes, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Raven up here at this hall, mm-hmm. at Photo City Music Hall, and right before Raven came on, I went up on stage, thank, you know, did the thank yous, opening bands, and the <laughs> there's a smoke machine, an in-house smoke machine at Photo City. Oh, nice. Yeah, and... Um, well, the, the 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 controller for that night got a little overzealous, and John Gallagher of Raven even said, um, asked me to have the guy calm down a little bit on it. And when I was up there, I was up there for like ninety seconds, and no shit. After like thirty seconds, I'm like, all right, you know, enough smoke. So um, we're not going to alter the slogan, but we're going to keep a uh, keep an eye on that. So, so again, the show in Rochester coming up Thursday, November 10th up here at Photo City Music Hall. It's one of two dates you're doing this mm-hmm. fall season. Get us up to speed on the other date, and are there any other dates going on? Yeah, so um, this year uh, we're going to do two dates, as you mentioned, John. So it's going to be um, Thursday, November 10th at Photo City Music Hall by you guys by in Rochester. Yep. And two days later, on Saturday, November 12th, we're going to do um, a show at Dingbats, Dingbats Club in, in Clifton, which yep. is sort of like a home stomping ground. Um, it's a smaller club, kind of famous for New Jersey for metal. So two shows only for this year. Um, and I don't, I don't do that many shows with my solo band every year. So I'm not out there trekking every, every dive bar and barbecue that will have us. So. <laughs> I want to play for uh, for places that are excited about it. I've been to Dingbats last fall. I was there doing a Raven remote, and yeah. uh, great place. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a stage, it's a bar, it's a bathroom, and it's, that's it. It's in Jersey. So, all right. Well, you know what? Mark's itching at the bit to get this going. So, Mark, I'm going to throw it over to you, and uh, let's see what's going on in the world of Metal Mike. So, Metal Mike, I guess first question is uh, to tell us a little bit about this band. I know you've been playing with them now. It seems like a couple of years, and uh, I know a lot of times you do play in Jersey, but a couple of times you'll take them out on the road, like you said. Tell us about the members of the band and kind of how you put this thing together and what fans can expect from it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And I, I, you, you kind of did bring an interesting point, is that the band, for the most part, has been the same for the last few years. I really came out. And started playing solo shows again in about I think it was 2017, 
And um, the members were always the same. It's uh, on drums. Is uh, is my friend uh, Ronnie uh, Litnitsky that's known for all the great Overkill records um, of of late two thousand. Just just a killer drummer. Um, and and on vocals we have our friend Mark Lopes. Um, most people know as Mark Mark as the singer for Ross the Boss Band. And then on bass uh, we we had Mike Lapon from Symphony X play. Um, but once Mike moved to to Florida flights and issues just became a problem so i asked my good buddy mike davis from the halford band to come in and play shows with us so he's been helping us out so yeah it's one of those things is that i wanted to play with with musicians that that i like personally and i like the way they play and not not somebody who lives down the street necessarily so I think it's important at this at this at this juncture for me to be like pretty happy with every everything that's going on in order for me to to go out and play. So yeah, so it's great guys get along. Uh, no issues. Everybody's on the same page as far as what we want to do. Everybody loves heavy metal. Everybody uh, sacrifices to do these shows, um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, so obviously you mentioned uh, you got three professional, uh, you know, musicians from yeah. professional bands that a lot of metal fans are familiar with. What should fans kind of expect from the catalog that you're drawn from and the musicians that you had to perform these songs? So it's an interesting point that you bring, Mark, because um, I picked musicians who sort of live in the world that could represent, you know, the music that I wrote, uh, whether it's for my solo stuff or with others. Um, so Mark, who's a really capable vocalist and he could hit all the high notes with power. Um, I, I needed to find vocal vocalists that could basically sing, and it's not an easy thing to sing Halford songs um, because obviously you do an homage to the one of the greatest of all time. And um, so, so I put the guys together, and um, I what we basically play is 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 majority of of the of my favorite music from the Halford band. Uh, we do fight songs. We do uh, some of my solo material from Pain Museum. Um, and then we're also, I, for some reason, people just request me playing Priest. Like, I, I, I didn't even <laughs> want to do that because I'm like, is that, is that too close to home? Like, you know, I'm not in Priest. Why should I play Priest? And then I realized, you know, Zach Wilde's got whatever, Zach Sabbath, whatever, whatever that thing's called. And I'm like, who cares? So it goes over well. You know, it's, this, it's a lot of the same fans. So, so generally, it's it's not the, the shows. Put it this way: the shows are not an ego boost for Metal Mike. It's a it's a it's a celebration of of music we all love, and that's how I that's why I'm doing it. You know, it, it's not me doing uh, 35 minute guitar solos. I mean, there's plenty of guitar, but it's more about connecting the songs. Like no one plays Halford songs anywhere except some tribute bands in Romania. So. I, you know, I miss playing those songs. So playing these songs are, are awesome. I mean, me and Mike Davis and I text all the time. It's like, oh, man, I just went through the set, and it's such a great feeling to play these songs. You know, uh, the earlier, the first Halford record came out in 2000, so that's 22 years ago. So, I mean, that's a little bit under half of my life, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you, when you do decide to do some of that Halford stuff you were involved with, wrote, Let's make that known. You know, you mm-hmm. wrote a lot of this stuff. What, yeah. what, how did you decide what to play? Was it based on 
the the Mark's ability to sing these songs or was it a feel of like, oh, okay, we've played this before and this used to go over really well or this song didn't work or is it a crapshoot? Expand on that. Yeah, so that's a good question too. So I'm not really too too concerned about Mark's ability of singing it because he could cover, he could cover like, we never had a song that Mark would be like, you know, I really can't do it or I, I don't sound good at it. I just, um, I just know which songs worked live, you know, for the Halford Band live. I know which songs were liked by the people. And and it was very, very simple. I just went to the records that I was most involved in. And that ends up being Resurrection, Life Insurrection, and Crucible. I mean, I was one of the main writers on those first three records, uh, along with Patrick uh, and Rob, Rob Halford, obviously. And... Um, so that's what I play, you know, I'm not, you know, and that's, that's, so it's kind of easy, man. You know, I mean, maybe I could do some stuff from some later record, whatever, but um, I haven't even thought about that. You know, you know Metal Mike, it's interesting, actually, in your defense, I mean, when you look back at what Halford used to play on the road, you guys would play a lot of the Halford material, but then you would obviously mix in Priest because of Rob's, obviously, that's the band that he's famous for, and um sure. And so Live Insurrection has those uh, Priest tracks, so I could see, and Fight, right? You guys used to play Fight, too. So, yeah, that's, that's right. So arguably it is from technically from your, your, your catalog and what you guys used to play back then. Um, but I wanted to ask you this question. I do want to ask about Mike Davis, too, in a minute. But the other one is, yeah. uh, for those that uh, maybe weren't as familiar, I mean, Rob was in Judas Priest. We all know he left. And then, you know, he kind of did the fight thing, which maybe actually he did two first and he did fight and really wasn't metal all the way. And then that resurrection album came out and it was really kind of his return to traditional classic heavy metal. Right. Yeah. And some fans, I think even Vernomatic admitted it until I turned him back on to some of it, maybe he lost track a little bit, but then there's a whole slew of fans that really fell in love with the Halford stuff. And in my view, I always list the Halford band as like in my top five of just, great songs and great live and everything. Tell us about what it was. How, how did you guys decide, Hey, how do we got a right to bring the metal guy back to metal? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't really kind of like a cohesive decision as of what we should do. I mean, even from the initial letter and videotapes and recordings that I sent Rob through the mail back then, I, I wrote a letter to Rob and I said, I don't know what like you might be up to, but if you're looking for a metal guitar player, then I'm your guy. And that's, that's what my letter said. And I just signed it, Mike. And so I was, that's the only thing I know how, how to play super well. So it's like, um, so that just kind of came in at the right time. And I think he was a, maybe Rob just felt like he really wanted to get back to his roots, you know, after all these, all these explorations with Chu and Trent Reznor and fight. And I think it was a managerial decision to put, to make a true heavy metal record. And, you know, as I say, timing was, was perfect, you know, timing's everything in many ways. And I was ready for it. Um, and then um, Rob took a chance on me. And then basically we, basically we started writing how we wrote, you know, like my, like the, the the way Resurrection sounded was a lot of the guitar riffs that I would just play um, before anybody before before Metal Mike even existed in the world. You know, this is it was just a chunky heavy metal, true true metal as I call it. 
you know, Patrick, uh, the other guitar player, he was a little more on the heavier side. You know, he was into like Meshuga and Pantera. So Halford had an interesting mix of like traditional metal and maybe there was a little bit, you could always feel that the band would, would, could, could dip into some really heavy stuff whenever we kind of felt like it. And that was the natural progression of, of how it worked, you know. Um, you know, um, and I, I, I think it was a... Um, an exploration of Rob, you know, a lot of the stuff he came out of the two, the two project, you know, there was no vibrato on the vocal. It was just, it was, you know, that the whole industrial thing, it wasn't the heavy metal, heavy metal screaming benchy styling. It's that, you know, that type of thing, which is, which is, there's no, there's no vibrato. So Rob sort of like got in touch with his, who metal God is, you know, and we were so young and so excited to, to be there and just just shred that it just kind of worked you know we were a band I and mean, we would spend we would spend time all t- together after rehearsal we would go and you know rob would have tea we'll have coffee and we'll go to the diner and talk and, and we would load in and rob would grab a drums drum stand we'll be like yo you're the metal guy you don't have to do that you'd be like no i want to so the, the collective of the whole thing is why resurrection sounded the way it did because it was a band kicking ass it was a band unit at that time and you know what if you if you read rob's book um what was the the name of the book confession um he talks about that period and what was going through his mind and you know resurrection and and all of that so it's a really good look of of what we were thinking and you know we're we're nothing but just a bunch of young you know, in some ways, kids at the time, you know, do, getting our first shot of of playing with a major star. So um, we just did the best we could, you know. Now, Metal Mike, uh, one guy that is coming uh, is Mike Davis. He played in Halford Band. I think he played uh, in the show in New Jersey with you last year. And I remember you telling me just having Mike back up there on stage. And you said he's a he's a beast on the bass and uh What's it like to have uh, Mike Davis back for this show? I don't know, man. It just felt like me and Mike, 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 and myself, rather, uh, always got along really well. He's an easy, 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 easy guy to get along with. Uh, we always have a lot of fun, and uh, it's just, just, just a heavy bass player. He's like old school, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know. I love that. Like, I I miss the whole L.A. heavy metal upbringing because I was a little too young and I lived on the East Coast. So half of my time with hanging out with Mike Davis is asking him about Lizzie Borden, how the show looked like and how the strip used to look like and how the shows looked like. I'm still like, I'm still a kid who wish I could, I could like be five years young, old, older and uh, grew up on the LA scene. But so I don't know. Mike is probably one of the heaviest bass players, and we call them cement fingers. Um, so when he plugged in into the bass amp uh, for rehearsals during last year's show in New Jersey, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, this is like, yeah, it just sounds sounds good, sounds right. It's heavy. It's it's um, so it's, so it's a nice addition to the sound. And I don't know. It's kind of. I remember Mike. I, I remember looking to my right and seeing Davis there during all, all the shows we did with Rob. So it's like, it, to me, it's like, it's a very natural thing. Like, I don't, 
it's it's kind of weird, but not really. If that makes sense, you know. You you mentioned uh, Mike. Was he was he on that uh, that murderous roadshow that live album? Uh, he might have because I know like all the all the greatest early Lizzie Borden stuff. Mike was the bassist on that. Oh no shit! I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. Yeah, I got into Borden. It was eighty six, eighty seven. That live yeah, album. Yeah, that, that would be Mike. That would be Mike. Yeah, me and me. I always say I, I. I always say I met Mike on Headbangers Ball when I was watching Me Against the World video, and there's Mike Davis in there. He's the bass player in that video on that record, and I was like. You know, it's it's you know it's it's Lizzie Borden. It's not it's not Metallica, but for me, I don't give a shit. Like to me, like bands like that mean as much as the biggest heavy metal bands out there. Like I don't care. I'm a fan of music, not how many records they sell. Yeah. Know? Well, what other bands were you into from that era that you wish you could have seen or all all of that, all of that bands like Malice. Mal- I was just gonna say Malice. You know, Malice. It's in- I love Malice. Or like. From LA, LA scene. I don't know what what else. But I, I can't even wasp. Like mm-hmm. I love wasp. The early wasp, like the last command. I think it's almost like a masterpiece of a record. Um, you know, I, I like the I like the other stuff too, like Rat and Matley Crue too. But like the other metal stuff was really the the, the thing. You know, um, then us Overkill. Like the, my whole guitar structure was brought from that. You know, the whole Malice accept. Maybe Lizzie Borden, um, over, or, or Overkill taking over, Megadeth piece sells by who's buying, Testament, The New Order. Yeah, yeah. That's that, where my rhythm guitar was born out of, Megadeth's uh, piece sells. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the, the the ground for me to learn. Oh, well, that was the, uh, the creme de la creme of that 80s, mid-80s, um, thrash, yeah. heavier stuff. Taking over, Overkill, you can't touch that. You know, no, that, that's that's also a masterpiece. Like, that's when guitar tones were good. Um, it's just it's uh the guys were younger. I mean, they were just kicking ass. It was there was hunger there? Well, Bobby and, Bobby Kostasin was in the band too. That yeah. was, and then you know the bands were were tearing it up, and and that's where metal lives. You know, Mike, tell us about this metal academy you have. Now that we're talking about the. Uh, metal archives the history mm-hmm. we have a metal camp a guitar camp tell us about it yeah so i do um i have this uh well put it this way it's like when i play music um because it's so it because it, especially these days it's so expensive to to put a band on the road um i refused to not play if i didn't make x amount of money on it i really don't give a shit it's like i'm just gonna go and play so my day job is basically teaching metal to adults and then sometimes high schoolers that's what i do so i've, I've, I've took away the um i took away the uh the pendulum of like if I, unless i make this i can't leave the house because i'll never leave the house it's like it's always too hard you know we're you know <laughs> so so I do a um, I, I do weekly guitar lessons around the world via Skype, but then I do uh, in the summer I do Metal Heroes uh, Summer Collective, upstate New York, when I have younger players come in uh, for a week, and then um, in the uh, in the fall I do one for adults. It's called uh, Ultimate Metal Guitar Retreat. And that's actually happening. It's funny you mentioned that because it's not this weekend, but it's next weekend. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm getting doing that. It's a lot of fun, man. I mean, it's just like, it's not, what, what should I say, man? It's not, it's not, it's not an overpriced program for doctors and lawyers. I'm not, this is nothing wrong with them because I have those guys too, but it's about the love of heavy metal. And I figure if I bring that out, people will enjoy it. And they have been, I've been doing the summer, summer thing since almost 10 years now. Yeah. What you're saying, it's not like one of those rock star fantasy camps where, yeah, I mean, you know, they provide a service too, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if those guys talk about bands like Wolf or Children of Bottom or Arch Enemy, <laughs> yeah. you know, but we do. Yeah. I, I tell you, Vertimatic, it was, uh, Mental Mike has been telling me about these camps for a while and uh, even the youth ones. And I was like, well, maybe one time I'll go out and try to help him a little bit. But I finally went last year and I'm literally probably like the worst guitar player on the planet. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm as bad as they come. But you know what? It was, and I didn't know anybody when I went there except for Mike, of course. But I knew Mike, you know, was trying to entertain all these guys. But it was crazy, man. It was incredible. It was like uh, all these metalheads. Uh, yeah, they're all fans. They're fans of Metal Mike. They're fans of, you know, the Halford and all that. Yeah, but yeah. they're just guys that want to jam metal, play guitar. Like when we had the Bluetooth out one night, like, like you said, we're jamming everything from Arch Enemy down to freaking Poison and like. I left there that week and I made tons of cool guy friend, you know, friends that we did some stuff with. And actually, one of Metal Mike's students, we we ended up helping him with a song with uh, Stu Block, the singer from Iced Earth, and it's a really great single. And he's just trying to get get a little name recognition for himself. So yeah, Troy, Troy Yates, yeah, Troy Yates, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike's student, you know, and and just it was just great, cool outcomes and and really awesome. So uh, yeah, Metal Mike, uh, hats off to you, man. That uh, and I'm 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 going again in two weeks, so I'm I'm looking forward to, to hanging out in the woods again. But um, yeah, it's a cool experience. So, Matt, so John Vernon, if you want to come and do some interviews, man, it'd be it'd be a good overnighter. <laughs> you, you know, the, I remember last year when you went, I saw that, and I'm not a guitar player. I tried for like two weeks in seventh grade. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, well, you know, I I appreciate it. You know, music. I just don't have it in me. Now you uh-huh. said upstate New York. Where where do you go, Mike? Um, it's a uh... It's a it's a town called Big Indian, so I'll probably the best way to think of it, it's about twenty minutes away from Woodstock. It's not it's it's not really that crazy remote. It you know it's like an hour and a half from Manhattan, uh, two hours from New Jersey, so just enough so guys can drive in. Feels pretty remote. <laughs> yes, yeah, when you're in there. Um, Hey, Metal Mike, tell us about uh, Vernon Maddock and I had a chance to see Overkill in Rochester. Uh, we met with Bobby Blitz for a little bit, and mm-hmm. and I know you said some bands are not getting, um, they're getting, yeah, the, the, back in the heyday, they had their energy, but when, as they get older, some are losing a little bit of it, but some are keeping it going. I think Overkill is one of those bands. What's it like playing with a drummer that kind of comes from that Overkill roots and uh, the things that, that, that your drummer, uh, Ronnie, can do? Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, and 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 I, I, I mean, Overkill is just like, I love the band because they they just don't seem to release bad records at all. <laughs> they're just like, they're just a machine. They're just like a working class Jersey metal outfit. I mean, I, it's very very cool, you know. Um, and um, and and Ronnie, it's funny because Ronnie's, I think Ronnie's like favorite band is like Kiss, so he came out out of a little different drumming world. But then I know that he's got all this ability. So 
I'm like, well, all right, well, let's let's do painkiller then. And then it's like, it's a done deal. It's like, I don't have to worry. It's like, he's just going to be like, okay, do painkiller around. You'd be like, all right. Oh, I was going to ask you another question, Mike, because uh, Vernomatic, you brought this up. You had the adult kind of guitar heroes camp, and then you have the, the youth one. And mm-hmm. Vernomatic, and I talk about this a lot sometimes, uh, is that, you know, we have our aging, uh, you know, the priests, maidens, uh, Aussies of the world aging out a little bit. You know, what about these young kids? You know, I, I hear sometimes, oh, kids aren't playing instruments anymore and kids aren't into metal. But then we talk to the guy that works at Record Archive and he has the metal section. He said, it's all young kids that are buying albums and CDs. So uh, what what's mm-hmm. your take on this uh, this younger generation, the young kids? Like, do you, do you see metal like, dying off as we keep getting older? Or do you think uh, these young young bands and young kids are going to keep this thing going? Like, what's what's your viewpoint on it? I don't know how much of it is just just the belief or wanting to believe, but I don't really see metal as a um, as a style of music ever really dying out. It's it's just it's just we survived for many decades without any uh, any support from major radio or television or anything like that. It's like it's and. As long as there are trials in the world, which seems like those aren't going any way, heavy metal is a working man's music, you know? And as long as the the world continues to go in the way that there is, the heavy metal has a place to exist, you know? It's, it's, it's where, you know, majority of carpenters and mechanics go and, and, and just, you know, it's that music for those type of people. So, um... So I don't think so. I think I think um, a lot of the kids that I meet in my circles through the Metal Heroes Music Academy grew up through the parents being metalheads, and they kind of bring him through the ranks. I agree ranks. with that. Um, and yeah, it's like sort of like, oh, now I'm going to bring my son to a concert because he's old enough. So a lot of so there are a lot of metalheads out there, and um, a lot of kids were bringing their friends in. Um, and also, I feel like it's a another thing that metal has going for it is that they that people do feel that they're included in some sort of a real type of scenario. It's not it's not a fake it's not a fake Instagram profile. Like when you go to a metal concert, at least for a band like Overkill or maybe Iron Maiden, you feel like you're part of something that's not fake or put on. So. I think people need those type of things. They search for those type of yeah, things. I think the word you're looking for is the community, the metal, com- the metal community. It's yeah. I've, I've always yeah. made that, you know, that joke or that comment, you know, you're walking down the street or maybe you're walking somewhere. You see someone with a motorhead shirt and, you know, you make eye contact and you give a nod and you're like, yeah, you know, you both know because <laughs> you know, it's that community of, yeah. you know, the, the metal community. Yeah, I think also that that's very true, Verno. And then also, I feel like YouTube, there, there, YouTube has so much reach that so many kids are playing guitar because of that. Um, and then there are out there, you know, metal has always been like that, though. Like when I was in high school, maybe we had let's say twenty-five metalheads out of all the kids, <laughs> and now there's a lot less of them. If you want to talk about true metal, not like you know the pseudo metal uh, bands, the popular kind of metal bands with the good cop, bad cop vocals, whatever. I'm mean, be like a real metal, you know, when someone who's into like real stuff. Um, 
but those kids are super dedicated, you know, because I get emails from parents say, you know, it's like, you know, my son has been practicing drums since he was 11. He's 14 now. Can he come to the camp? And the kid's like into all the good bands. So there are out there, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I got a question. It's kind of a du- probably for Vernomatic and for you, Metal Mike. Uh, uh, Rochester, New York has a history of heavy metal. We've done a sh- couple of shows here vernos featured some of the old uh, record stores here metallica Mm -hmm. recorded their first album what what's uh rochester uh from a metal perspective kind of what memories do you have or how much do are you do you know about this town i mean obviously you've been to house guitars and done some clinics here and i guess verno verno can chime i also want to ask verno how he liked that photo city uh venue too but um yeah metal mike your your thoughts on rochester as a metal town just kind of, to me, to me, it kind of felt like a um, like metal was pretty, pretty welcomed in town. Like I, I used to, I used to play um, Steel Music Hall when my when with my when my band Pain Museum. And I think we did two or three shows here at different occasions. So I've always been coming up here. I've been to like guitar. I think I've done at least three events of House of Guitars. So for me, Rochester was always one of those towns that. There was something to do and, and, and somewhere to play, um, you know, so I, I think, and then, and then I know that when we, when my solo band plays Jersey, I know I have people from Rochester area, that area come down to the show. So I know that they're, they're the real fans, you know, so that's my, that's my experience with it. Steel Music Hall, man, <laughs> that, yeah. that's a blast from the past. Going back, yeah. Going back a little. Uh, let's see if you you ever play like Water Street Music Hall or Montage or yeah. mm, no, pr- no, probably not. No, and you're too young to play Penny Arcade. Yeah, but I know about it. Oh the, no, the the Penny Arcade. You know, it's uh, it, it's legendary. When, when we were yeah. growing up, I grew up in the '80s. Fortunately, I was there in the in the heyday, like the early '80s. And we had a local record store called the Lakeshore Record Exchange where the owner pivoted into local promoting. And he brought bands like Exciter in, Megadeth on the first album, King Diamond, Fatal Portrait, you know, Slayer and Overkill on Raining Blood taking over. So, you know, the Rochester Pipeline was there. We, we were very fortunate. And, uh, Ithaca, New York, uh, same thing. Pyramid Sound down there, the Rods, um, they they recorded, right. yeah, Anthrax recorded uh, Among the Living, I believe, or no, Spreading the Disease, and Stormtroopers of Death, the SOD album was done there, so Western New York. Yeah. Now, Mike, the hall that you're playing, Photo City Music Hall, great place. Yeah. You're going to enjoy the load-in nice and easy. Um, it actually... Uh, it has carpets, there's chandeliers, great house sound. It's a nice view of sight. It's a it's it's a great hall. And the band's on there. Mark did a great job getting Displacer on there. And Mark, who's the other band we have on there? Uh they're called Polybus. Uh both young uh heavy metal bands, locals. I actually sent Metal Mike a couple YouTube clips saying, Hey, these guys are definitely metal. Uh both have a little different vibe going. Uh, one's kind of a little more thrashy, it seems like, and uh, a little more the death vocals. And then, well, Polybus, I, I'm sorry, Displacer opened up for Raven, right? So you got a chance to work with them as well. And 
to me, yeah, it's just like, hey, you got these young young kids, young bands, and maybe a chance they can bring some fans that maybe, you know, I never got a chance to see the Halford stuff and, and, and some of the early priests and all that. And then meanwhile, maybe some of, you know, vice versa, right? Some of the bands are just there to see these, these young bands that know them locally from following the metal scene, get to see, uh, you know, a guy like Metal Mike perform and then, you know, all his professional musicians that are coming from, from all the different, you know, bands we've been talking about. So oh. it should be great. Yeah. And they travel well. So, you know, yeah. he gets, yeah. he gets some fucking asses. And, 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 you know, the venue is trying to become more of a metal venue. Uh, they do all kinds of crazy shows and, and, and stuff. But uh, when, when we had talked to the uh, manager and the owner, um, they were like, we, 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 want, we, want, we want to bring more metal here. We, we love metal. And we think metal fits perfect with our, with our venue. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hats off to you, Verna, for uh, putting that Raven show on. I know it was your first official Metal Mayhem yeah. Rock show. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well done, man. Well, actually, I, I think I remember the exact words that Deb Jones, the house buyer, talent buyer over there, she said, Mark, we need more smoke. More metal, <laughs> more amps, more amps. Yeah. So I said, the hey, lo- we know the guy. The light bulb went out. He's like, you, you, you booked the right band. So uh, it's like it's it's so uh, it's like like a band like I have. It just should not really exist because it makes absolutely no sense on paper whatsoever. Like and, a band like mine should just should travel with a modeling profiler in the back of a pick up truck and just load in and load out. But like, <laughs> and, I'm like, if I'm going to lose money, then we're just fucking going to lose money then and, like whatever. And, so we'll go in. And you want to know good. what there's a, there's a, there is a true spirit here of the, I don't know, the venue owners kind of collaborating. Cause we, we did look at montage at one point and they had some scheduling conflicts and whatever. And, but you know, mm-hmm. one thing too, that's, that's interesting is, you know, you have all these amazing effects pedals now and you could like Nita Strauss was here. No disrespect, she's an incredible guitar player, and of course. but she's of course. got everything in this you know kick ass uh, you know pedal board that's all one unit now that she can get all these sounds. But there's and she plugs into the front front of the house, you know. And I'm like, but, but there's nothing better than lugging in the Marshall stacks and <laughs> you know hiring the the, the crew to uh, make sure we got guys that can lug it all in and lug it all out after and and, and look up on the stage and there's the Marshalls, you know, like. I mean that's heavy metal, right? Right, Verno. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so let's just remind everyone: uh, Thursday, November tenth, in Rochester, Photo City, Metal Mike, him and his band come up here, and then two nights later, is it two nights? Yeah, two nights later, down at Dingbats in New Jersey, the same show will be down there, and. We're gonna send our Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent, Metal Walt. Oh, all right. Yeah, Metal. All right, on Metal Walt coming down. Oh, he well, he lives right. ten minutes from there, so <laughs> love it. Yeah, no, thanks, uh, Vernomatic. So uh, tickets are available at MetalForever dot com. Tickets are available on Metal Mike's website. It's MetalMike dot net. Correct. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go old school if you want to go old school and just go walk into a good old fashioned record store and pick up your hard tickets. Uh, they're all discounted in advance. You can go to Record Archive. You can go to the Great House of Guitars here in Rochester, and you can go to Photo City Music Hall, the actual venue. I got dragged into Record Archive two days ago by my daughter to get some Taylor Swift stuff. I walked. Ooh. I walked in. You know, I walked in, and there's the Metal Mike poster. The tickets were in the back, so. Uh, whether you want to go online or go old school, um, you can get your tickets in advance. Of course, there'll be available show day. I know a lot of people like to come down uh, day of show, but um, there's some discounts available in advance. 
Uh, Metal Mike, what what are your some parting thoughts about this to the fans and get these, you know, it's too easy these days to sit in front of your HD TV and watch uh, YouTube, but you know, Hey man, there's nothing better than going to the venue and listen to some live metal, right? <laughs> well, listen, you know, the bottom line is, is that as, as, as COVID taught us 2020 is that you never be sure you can never be, you can't expect it that we're always go on, you know? And we, we, you know, we have good faith in heavy metal and, um, but just can't take it for granted. So when, when the type of music plays around where you live reasonably close, um, you should probably go and check it out <laughs> while you still have humans playing it. And, <laughs> True. and it does no, you know, there's no tapes, no fakes, baby. It's every single note is, is, is played live. Um, it's played with passion. And again, this is the, the whole, the whole idea behind the solo a project for me is to is to do it for the love of the smoke and the marshals and the music we love. So that, that's all. That is the, the 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 most purest and honest thing I could do. You know, it's just like that. Oh. Just, that that's what I do it for. Actually, and, you, and, sorry, you. Be, I, I want to mention this before you. I forget. Uh, we are also having brews with Metal Mike. Uh, we did this before the Dawkins show, and Metal Mike, you, you were a little skeptical about this because you're like, "Hey, man, pre-show, I don't know," but. Uh, that worked out really cool. I don't, and, I don't, I don't, yeah, you, you have that, you have that on offer <laughs> this time. And I said, Mark, I don't want people to think the, the metal mic in some, is some crazy alcoholic pounding groove <laughs> before the show. And he's like, no, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not making light of alcohol, alcoholism, but Mark's like, no, 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 it's for the people, for the people. And I'm like, if people want it. And he was great. We had like, what, 15, 17 people there. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in like a non-alcoholic beer these days. So, um, so I have one of those maybe, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, Mike, you know, the passion radiates from you and much respect, my friend. I've been following you on Instagram. You look great. You've been hitting the gym, getting ready for yeah. this tour. So, yeah. you know, uh, look forward to the November 10th show in Rochester and the November 12th show being back. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate all the help. I appreciate you guys having me on. And yeah, man. I mean, what else is there? You know, if you love metal, you go and do it. Yeah, there's more smoke, more amps, more metal. Mike, we'll see you in a couple weeks, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and, and hope to see you uh, see you guys in Rochester and Jersey. Thank you, Metal Mike. Thanks for automatic. And there you go. See you, Mike. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.